Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hey there. Do you ever wish you could ask me a dating question on the regular? Like actually have me tap in intuitively and answer your questions? Well, guess what? You can. Now I am offering a monthly membership option where you can ask me questions throughout the week and I will be answering them in a group format. And we also have a membership site where you can find guided meditations that I've made to help you along your dating journey. Also some videos with some how to's, uh, basically the things that I give my coaching clients or my one-on-one clients, but all in one little home that you can access on your own time. And that way you're not kind of floating around trying to figure out this thing by yourself. I can help you. And the, and the best part is it's a really affordable price of $37 a month. No commitment. You can jump in and jump out. We're not going to hold you to anything, but I really just want you to get the guidance that I know so many of you need. And I don't want you floating around and prolonging this love finding thing. I want you to get there quicker. And I know that if we do it together, we can get you there faster. So I hope you join. Go to NikkiNovo.com backslash membership to join. Hey there, welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe. Today, we're going to talk about freezing your eggs. In this episode, we talked to my lovely friend, Michelle, who went through the process of freezing her eggs. I met Michelle in in my sister's circle from last year, and during that time, we spent a whole year together. During that time, she was actually going through the process of freezing her eggs. She's a single woman. She, um, you know, wants to get married, have kids, the whole deal, but has yet to find her person. And um, some path found, took her to a place where she found out that she wasn't producing as much eggs as she would like, and um, that it would be probably a good idea to freeze them if she thought she wanted to have children at once sometime. She explains that whole story during the episode. But I'm just really grateful that she came out and shared this story with her. She, you know, she's an accountant, so she's not one to necessarily be on podcast interviews or anything like that. So the fact that she came out and did this, it was her first time. I really appreciate it because I know there's a lot of you out there who are thinking about this or perhaps even live in areas that it's not so popular to be doing that, but at the same time, maybe something you want to be think to think about. Cause she did explain how there's certain areas, um, in the country that are, you know, really known for freezing their eggs. And then as we move into like the more of the middle States, it's just like not very known and not very popular, but that doesn't mean it can't be an option for you. So, um, I was just really interested in the process. I, I knew that it would be uh, very helpful for those of you who maybe don't have any friends who have been through the process so that you can decide, um, you know, or not even decide, that's not the right thing, just hear about it. Uh, just have it on your radar. I think it's something that as women, it's just a new option for us really. And it's just something to be spoken about and um, gives us options and reminds us that we to have control in how we reproduce. So really thankful for Michelle. Uh, She shares her experience with her and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Final Swipe. Today we have a treat. 
It is my, we have my dear friend, Michelle Grehe on the show today. And Michelle and I met actually through a sister circle, which I've talked about a few times that I joined in 2018. And uh, we did this amazing work together, very transformational work. And of course, we like all bonded. And during that year, Michelle was actually going through the process of freezing her eggs. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of talk around that. And it was very interesting to to me and to so many of the other women. And we went, we really, in many ways, went through that process with her. And I just thought that, you know, it really is something that we have to think about these days. And um, it's definitely more of a conversation. And as we, you know, start marrying later and finding love later, this is something that we really have to to think about. And also sometimes it's not even because of the age, it's, you know, because of something else that's going on biologically. Um, and it's really something that's on the table at this point. So Michelle was so kind to um, agree to share her experience <laughs> and her story. Um, I, it took a little bit of convincing, but she's here. And um, it's her first time doing something like this. So um, if we can all give her some space and, and, uh, and let her speak her truth. And we're super grateful that you're here, Michelle. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Nikki. And thank you for your support throughout the whole egg-freezing process. I, oh my I God! Have done it without the the sister community. So, oh, that gives me goosebumps. I mean, it was just like we were all we were all there with you, and of course, not knowing what it feels like, but at the same time, trying to to be there for you. So, um, I really don't know anybody who's pro. Like, I I mean, I I have clients who've talked about it and who want to do it, but I I never saw anybody go through the process. So, um, forgive me if I'm like you know, uh, naive about some of it, but I, and I do know that you made a conscious choice to do it for, for, um, for a certain reason. Can you share a little bit about kind of what made you decide that you wanted to go through that process? Well, last year when I was 34, it became kind of a topic of conversation between my single friends that, you know, they're in the mid thirties and late thirties. And I started asking myself to, you know, is this something that I would like to do? So I started doing some research and I actually went to my OBGYN and I checked with her and she's like, you know, everything seems fine. But she made me aware that, you know, having a baby at 35 is, is a, has some risk. So right. I went ahead and I went to a specialist and I actually found out that I have an ovarian diminished reserve, which is a condition that I'm not creating as many eggs as I should. And I think at that you would have never known that clear. I would have never and known you, that because I even made a separate appointment, you know, from my annual checkup for with my OBGYN. And she said, you know, everything, you're healthy, everything looks fine. But it's until I went to the specialist and they did some, you know, wow. more testing is that they found out about the, the ovarian diminished reserve. So at that, like before that, I was, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to you know, play by ear, you know, I might find somebody next year or, you know, I'm not that old yet. But once I knew that I had the the condition, I'm like, okay, I I want the possibility to have kids in the future. I'm going to do it for sure. Because the process is expensive and it takes, or at least for me, it took a lot of emotional work too. Of course. So, um interesting that if we want to know our 
ovarian health, I guess, like how we're producing, we're not going to get that from our regular OBGYN. That's actually like a separate, no. it sounds like it's a separate appointment to like a specialist. Yes. What, who, yes. what was a specialist? Well, I went, I actually went to two specialists here in Miami and I went to one in New York and I ended up doing my egg freezing in New York because here in Miami was very expensive. And why um, is it less expensive in New York? I think since New York is the mecca of the professional woman that, you know, gets married later and has kids later, it's just, it's, it's just more of a supply and demand situation. Oh, I yeah, like that makes Miami sense. Miami is still very Latin and Latin people are still getting married have yeah. kids earlier. Yes. Right. So right. I think that's why in, in New York, you know, there's more competition. So but it was less expensive. Interesting. It was less so, expensive. Based off your, um, oh, and I'm sorry, the specialist would be like a reproductive special. Like, what, what do you know the title of the, what that doctor's title is? Oh, I actually don't know the title. I guess it would but, be somebody like if you're going to go through like IVF, this is the same type of doctor? Yes, is the same okay. doctor that will go through IVF. Okay. Okay. But no, I mean, it's interesting because I've had, um, well, we have, we have three children, two of them I've birthed. Um, and the second, our, our third child, our last baby, which I had last year, I was 35 when I was pregnant. And it's like a whole other ball game. Like I had our first, or you know, my first son at 30 and it was like easy peasy. And once you turn 35, it's like a really, it's just a totally different experience yeah. um, when you go through the doctor, because apparently that's like an old age for which I don't yeah. feel you're on the contrary now. I'm high risk, but on the contrary, I feel I felt you know, of course it's like my third child, but I felt more prepared, even like I just knew my body more this time around than when I was thirty. I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So it's so funny <laughs> that like that we give birth to so young sometimes, you know what I mean? Like it's um it's it's interesting, um, just you know, because our body can do that. So so, okay, you find out, you're like, okay. And some I've heard also sometimes, Michelle, that um, like sometimes our, like the way that we produce eggs is like, sometimes we can be younger or we can be older. Like the way, like, and I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the period. Did they tell you any of that? Like how early you well, got your period? Oh, no, they didn't say any anything like that. It has to do with one hormone that I'm not producing as much mm. as I should. Okay. And there's nothing I can take to make that hormone higher. Like there's okay. no medicine for it. Okay. So, but no, they didn't mention anything about, you know, how I got like, my period or anything like that. Okay. So then you decide you're going to, oh, and what was the ballpark prices like that you saw for this process? Okay. See, like, uh, to do one cycle of egg freezing here in Miami is $12,000. Wow. So it was a significant investment. And since I have a, a condition, it will take, they told me that it will take at least three or more cycles oh to my get gosh. the desired amount of eggs for me to freeze. Yes. And insurance does not cover this? At all, no. At least my insurance didn't cover anything. Yeah. In New York, it was half price. It was 6000 Wow. And that's that's why I decided to go to New York because even with the traveling and staying there it was it was cheaper than doing it then, here. Yeah. But I think what was interesting was that um interesting to note is that 
you had to go to New York to do this. And, and in a way, it's such an emotional process that like it must have been a, hard, a little harder to be away from home during that process. Yes, it was. It, it was hard. My my family was very supportive. My parents used to like FaceTime me every other day. My sister-in-law will FaceTime me with the kids all the time. And I'm like, you know, this is why I'm doing this. Every time I saw my niece and my nephew, I'm like, you know, this Aww. is why, you know, I'm doing this. And and I also had the support of my sister circle. Like I was doing, th- a, you know, meditations and things through Zoom that were, you know, were meaningful to me because I felt that I was still, you know, like at home. You had a community. I was very lucky. Yes. And I was very lucky that I stayed with a friend in New York that her and her sister did went through the, the process too. Mm. So even even if sometimes I didn't want to do the injection myself, she will come and inject me. And we had it, you know, time out. Like, because there are medicines that you need to, you know, or injections that you need to do a certain time to trigger the, the egg retrieval. So like we'll put an alarm that they will do a face mask and, you know, we'll do the, because sometimes it was a late, it was like a midnight. So we'll stay up oh my gosh. until midnight to do the injections. So it was great because she... You know, there were days that she would go with me to to the doctor, to the egg retrieval. She was there the day of the egg retrieval. She waited for me. So, like, I had a lot of support. Okay. So, that sounds like that's, like, an important piece of the puzzle, which we'll talk about. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the process, and then we'll talk about the kind of emotional and kind of the do's and don'ts of what you think you will need. So, you decide you're going to do this. You decide you're going to do it in New York. What does this entail? Like, what's the process? Well, I started in taking a more supplements just to make sure that I was healthy. I actually got a health coach that helped me through the whole um, balancing of balancing my hormones for before and after the procedures. And I even went vegetarian for three months, which was wow. different because I eat meat. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> so why did you decide why vegetarian like does that help yes I read this book called a uh, the woman the women code and it helped me a lot kind of understand my body and 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 how to kind of there's certain foods that trigger a I don't know a things in the body like I read the book I did the audible a few times and they recommend to do, you know, vegetarian diet. And and I just Mm. follow the diet for three months. Okay. I didn't lose any weight, but at least I I emotionally felt better. I felt better. Yes. Okay. So then, um, so what is the egg retrieval? So you're basically like taking supplements and then you're injecting yourself in order to get ready for the egg retrieval. Well, before the egg retrieval, it was only supplements. I I actually did a, a Zoom appointment with my doctor in New York, and once I got there, uh, because it depends on a, um, every person. So they do blood work, uh, they do a sonogram, and from there they tell you what pills to take and what injections to do. And it usually okay. is like a three-week process. Okay. For the retrieval. So you're like loading yourself up on hormones, I guess. On hormones, yes. Every day. So I remember... the injections yourself, too. How many many injections are you doing a day? 
uh, one injection and one is a close to the retrieval, you do a uh, two injections. Okay. Were you afraid of needles? I'm not afraid of needles, but I did get bruises. I got a really, really big bruise that I went to the doctor the next day and I talked to a nurse because I'm like, it was black. My little tummy was black. And I'm like, what is this? What did I do? So she taught me how to do it correctly. So (laughs) when I, when I, when I did the next cycle, I didn't get any bruises, but you don't, yes. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what you're doing and you don't know, even though you see the, no. the little YouTube video on how to do the injection, you know, I don't do injections usually. So you're an accountant. <laughs> yes, I'm an accountant. I just deal with computers and numbers. And <laughs> so like I, ha- I had no clue. Like every every night I will put the video just to make sure I pick the right, you know, the right area where to do it. I was holding it right. I was doing the right amount of a the hormones that there were no bubbles in the little injection. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's hard. And so this is similar to the, this is the IVF process basically. Like, so when women are doing IVF, it's the same process, right? Yes. This will be like the first part of the process because then they will have to inseminate the egg and put it back in. Right. And they usually put, which you don't do because you're freezing. Yes. I'm, I'm only freezing because I mean, right now I don't have a boyfriend. And um, last year I didn't have a boyfriend. So, um, and and actually right now I don't want to get pregnant. So my the whole point of doing the ex is to have the the opportunity, the possibility, right, to do it later when I find my person, right, and kind of you know kind of releases the pressure of like oh I need to find something today and get married tomorrow to have a a kid then you know this year or right. or also my family pressure like my right. I'm, I'm i'm one of four but i'm the only girl and i come from a latin family and of course my parents are like you know jay for you having a career in your own business but when are you gonna have a family oh so <laughs> at least i i even feel that doing the egg freezing gave them hope too so, right Oh, interesting. Interesting. So maybe yes. you can convince like family to donate to the process so they can ease their anxiety as well. <laughs> yes. And, so, and for me, it was also like my backup plan. I'm like, well, if I don't find anybody and maybe when I'm close to 40, I want to have a kid by myself, a child by can. myself. I can because I have my ex. I just need to, you know, add donations. And that's it. Okay. So, um, when you know now there's obviously okay like the the, the process like you know the, the injections and all of that stuff but it's a huge emotional process and I think that um you know I think it's you know based off I guess maybe I don't know if it's my circles or but I've seen uh you know there's more talk about the IVF process and at the end of the day people that are going through IVF typically have a partner so um they have you know like that kind of support and that um kind of I guess like light at the end of the tunnel and all those things but you're doing this by yourself of course you have like all the support of like women and your family and sisters but it must be a little bit different to not have like that person and just in general like I know that you know your body is is experienced like you know it's it's like you're putting some you know you're putting it through this process so talk to me a little bit about the emotional process and kind of 
what what was the easiest what was the hardest like where where you know where your head was and and how you were feeling well everyone reacts different to the hormones i was very emotional sometimes i will go to the doctor and come back home and i'll just start crying for no reason no reason right. at all like i wasn't sad or you know like i wasn't feeling pain or anything i was just I just wanted to cry. And there were times that my friends would call me and before I say hi, I was already sobbing. I'd be like, <laughs> like, you know, like I couldn't even breathe. And, <laughs> and yes, and, and it's tough because it's like you said, I was doing it by myself. And right. I also, I'm used to uh, like traveling every year, like for, you know, for a month, I will go like to a foreign country and see, since I was doing this and I was paying for it out of pocket, you know, there were no vacations last year. It was, you know, the money went towards the eggs. So, you know, it was like a little change in my lifestyle, the no traveling, the going vegetarian, the, you know, spending significant time in New York. I was there, I feel, for almost three months between the two cycles that I did. And, mm -hmm. and also the unknown. They're not knowing whether how many eggs they were gonna get, right? They were gonna get any eggs, right? Because that's the thing. You go through this it's a gamble. And you're doing it's a gamble because you know maybe you know I had one of my friends. She got 15 eggs on the first try. Wow. And she was sad, so she didn't have to do any more. Another of my friends, sometimes she will go through the process. And there will be no eggs. Sometimes right. she will go to, through the process. Maybe there was one. I think the max that they got from her was four at one point. So wow. that was also a, a fear that I had. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm investing this money. I'm investing my time, my emotions, and am I going to get any eggs? And that was, right. But you I, did. I did. <laughs> but everybody knows you did. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I did. I so far have three eggs, three healthy, plumpy eggs frozen. Amazing. But it was Yes, but it was going through a process of the unknown and just trusting the universe and trusting that, you know, I'm healthy, that everything was going to be okay. That was, it was tough. Did you find that you had a new relationship with your body? Oh, yes. Like, I just started talking to my body every night. Yeah. And being more grateful to it and be like, thank you for, you know, going through this because between the injections and every, like, at the beginning you go maybe twice a week, but every time that you go, they take out blood, they do a sonogram, and, like, it's, it's kind of invasive. It's invasive, of course. Yes. Yeah. And when it gets closer to the egg retrieval, you pretty much for a week go every day. And during the egg retrieval, you are awake. They give you, they actually put injection inside of you when they're inside your vagina. And, you know, they, they take out the eggs, but you're completely awake. They literally strap you, like they strap my legs, they strap me down to a, you know, a table and they take out the oh eggs. And that's, it's scary too, because, you know, and you're awake, you're hearing, you're like, you're, yes, yeah. you're listening to what they're saying, you know, you're, they're counting the eggs every time they take one out and you're like, okay, <laughs> did you take it out? Did you find it? Right. It there? Yes. So. It's, it's a scary. Well, for at least for me, the first time was a scary because I didn't know what to expect. Of and course. even the second time, it was it was kind of you know because the first time they took out two eggs, and the second time they only were able to take out one. Right. So, you know, going 
at least for me, it was it was tough. Like I'm, I've never gone through any surgeries or anything like that myself. So this was like my first, you know, time in a, you know, getting anesthesia and, you know, getting a procedure yeah. done. Yeah, no, all of that. It's like super invasive. I find that, um, you know, it's so common that we don't have a relationship with our body. And if we do have a relationship, it's like, why aren't you skinny? Um, why are you tired all the time? Like, you know, it's more of this abusive relationship that we have with our, our, our body. You know, we're, we're hard on it and all those type of things. And um, one thing that I feel pregnancy does, which is basically what you were going through, um, it it brings you to a place where, like, you have no choice to surrender one with your <laughs> yes to surrender to your body I remember the third child um like I remember being home like week one um I this I um like I teared a little bit in this this delivery and it was painful down there for like the first you know a week or two or whatever and the only thing that would soothe me were like hot baths and I would be in that bath but also being that bath like knowing that I had three crazy children, it was during the holidays. So everybody was home, um, three crazy children, like running around. And I knew that like, as soon as I got to the bath, I had to breastfeed this child. And I was like, I cannot, and I wasn't sleeping. And I was like, I cannot believe that my body is able to produce milk and like be normal and even walk after all of it that it has been through. Like it just carried, it made life for 10 months. It gave birth, it ripped, it's not sleeping. And it's like still, producing milk and like giving something to this. I, I mean, it's, it's remarkable, like what our bodies yeah. can do, but we don't always um, acknowledge that. And I think that that's one of the things that happens during this process. I think that something that I, I, for me was like an aha moment is to realize that we create life inside right. of us. What do you mean? And yeah. it, like even creating an egg, that egg is life. Yeah. You know, is is. It's- it can become a baby, and, and yeah, how it's crazy. Powerful it's crazy. Our body is. <laughs> right. So, it, doing the yeah. temple goddess was amazing because I realized of of you know the the power and the uh, the word I want to use is like uh, la sabiduría that our yeah. body has, like that innate, yeah. you know that you can create life inside you and and. I, I had, I complete, I've always been a little bit, I'm, I'm thick and juicy, so I've always been a little bit overweight. Thick and, and juicy stuff. Yes. <laughs> That's how I call myself. I don't call myself overweight or fat. No, I'm thick and I just but you're, been Because you're not overweight. <laughs> yes. Okay, I love it. Uh, uh, so, you know, I've always been thick and juicy, but I always had that abusive relationship with my body because I'm like, why yeah. don't I look like a Victoria's Secret model? And I'm high double D. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. No matter what I do, like I'm never gonna look like a Victoria's Secret model. But I always been like, oh, if if I lose more weight, I'll be prettier. Or you know, the same thing during tax season. Why am I so tired? I need to, you know, do work. I need to do this. Why I'm not running faster? Why I'm not doing more weights at the gym? And it's always was like, you know, asking my body to do more. Do more. You're not doing enough. Yeah. Yes. Like it always felt like I wasn't doing enough, and or you know. And going through this process, I realized that I'm like, oh my God, my body is so wonderful and it's perfection. Yes. And yes. 
And I started being more grateful to it and listening to it. Like there were days that I was like, you know, today I'm really, really tired. So I would take three hours naps during the, the afternoon. And something that I was very aware was not to do it during my busy season at work. Right. So I didn't, I, so I did it during my off season where I didn't have to work as much and I didn't have as much stress. Right. So it allowed me to be softer with myself without, you know, being like, oh, you should be working 10 hours, 12 hours today. I was able to, you know, if I didn't feel like to that I, to work or do anything, I would take my three hour naps. I will, you know, do some work. I will cook. And then I will sleep the whole night, even though I took a three hour nap in the afternoon. Like I was. Yeah, no, I mean, I well, very tired. It's like being pregnant, you know, it's, it's like being pregnant. It's the same thing. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in knowing if, because I know you dated last year, like you were, you know, still trying and putting yourself out there and all that stuff. And I'm wondering if, two, a few things. Number one, did this change the way you date in any ways? Did you feel lighter? Did you not feel lighter? Like if any of that. And number two, if you mentioned that you've done this to any of the men that you date, what their what their reaction was? Well, I did feel lighter. I'm like, you know, there's no, a, like, I don't need to find somebody right away. Like, I have mm-hmm. time. Like, it released me from the time pressure of like, oh, my God, I'm 34, I'm 35, I need to find somebody. Okay. So it was more, I was dating more relaxed. Nice. It was like, you know, let me just, let me just see what's out there and just, you know, I, I, I was actually very open during the egg, uh, retrieval and I went on a lot of dates and depending, like, uh, there were some guys that they seemed a uh, very, like, um, there was this one guy that he had emotional intelligence, what I call emotional intelligence. And when uh-huh. he was, when he opened up to me, I felt comfortable to tell him about my egg retrieval. And okay. he had, he was, he was great about it. He was very supportive. He's like, oh, I'm glad that you're doing it. And it was, you know, it was nice. There were other guys that I, I mentioned because they, they were wondering when I was coming to Miami. And we were talking when I was in New York. And I'm like, well, I'm going through this procedure. I'll be, you know, I'll be back whenever I'm done. Because that's the other thing. There's no date. When you start the, when you start doing the treatment, they don't tell you, oh, this, you know, on the first day they don't tell you, oh, we're gonna take out the eggs on the twenty first. It depends how you react. So it oh, might wow. take two weeks, it might take four weeks, it might take longer. Right. It depends. So it, I felt there were a lot of guys that thought that I wanted to get pregnant right away. They're like, oh, so you wanna get pregnant? I'm like, yes, but not right now. Like I'm saving my eggs for the That's future. the whole point of freezing them. <laughs> That's the whole point of freezing them. So I had to like explain to them why I was doing it. Another reaction right. that I got was like, why are you doing it? I can get you pregnant today. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> exactly. No thanks. So I feel like a lot of men need to be educated about this whole process, to be honest. Yeah. Yes. Like because I had really- a lot of different reactions. I had the reaction that, oh, you want to get pregnant right away. And the reaction was like, oh, I'll get you pregnant. And then, <laughs> you know, they were like only like three guys that they were like, oh, and they were older too. You know, they were okay. like 
in their late Fantastic. 30s, early 40s, that they were like, oh, that's amazing that you're doing that. And I guess they didn't feel pressure to get me pregnant right away. So it's interesting because, um, like you said, it's, and, and even Miami, that's very metropolitan. I mean, it's a big city. Um, you know, uh, definitely we have the Latin culture, so that keeps us sometimes small-minded <laughs> or in our traditions. But um, it's really something that's fairly new. Right. Like it seems like New York yeah. City, definitely more common. I went, I'm sure perhaps L.A. is maybe on the same boat. Um, but guys probably don't even know. They probably haven't dated too many women that have frozen their yeah. eggs if they're in, especially, let's say, if we're looking at like middle America, like the other people listen to this podcast, like it must be so bizarre. But it, do you, but you feel like this is probably where we're headed. Um, I I think so. I think. Um... Now that we have, you know, that we're having kids later is is an option. And it's, you know, I feel like slowly but surely it will be more affordable and it, it will become something that is often done. Pretty common, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I would even imagine that at some point, like even employers might have to like look out for this because this is, you work, you have your own business, you have your own company. So you were able to be flexible with the way that you went through this process. But I'm thinking about a woman in New York who maybe is an attorney and or whatever, works in media, has a full-time job, and would have to take some downtime to go through this process. Um, and uh, actually, one of my uh, girlfriends that she lives in New York, um, at some point, like she wanted to keep a secret, and she had to go to her superior, which is a man, and she had to tell him, this is what I'm going through, so I'm going to be coming late. Because you have to go. There is a point that you have to go every day for blood work and a sonogram. And that right. takes time. I mean, everyone that goes to the doctor, they know that going to the doctor, it takes a few, sometimes it takes a few hours. And even though right. a, or our, our doctor's office was very quick, um, <clears throat> you still need to get to the office, you wait, you get everything done, and then, you know, get to work. So she was able to, you know, a, her superior told her to, you know, just let him know when she was going to be late, but she could take as much time as she needed. So That's I, I guess in the and same, I, yeah. in, yes, in and every situation, working. yes. Was was there any time, Michelle, that you felt sad doing this? Like kind of felt like, oh. I can't believe I'm here. I'm doing this on my yes. own. This is not what I thought my yes. life was going to look like. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that? Of course. Coming from a Latin family, I thought that I was going to have my kids in my 20s and right. that I was, yes, and that I was going to have two, three kids. And I'm like, I cannot believe I am 35. I'm still single and no kids. I'm like, so <clears throat> it has, I had to work a lot of my programming of that, you know, Latin culture that, oh, you're not successful if you don't have a family or you won't be happy until you have kids. And it, it was a lot of work because I, I had to realize I'm like that I'm unhappy right now. I'm happy with with my life, and you know I I know kids are and the choices I, you've I, made. Yes, and the choice. But you could have chosen to right. You could have chosen to settle at twenty something and marry somebody, and you can you could have done that. But you yes, you chose to but, do something that made you happy. Yes, and, and my parents are still married. I have three younger brothers, so I come from a from a family. So that's something that 
I want to offer my my kids. I want to offer my my child. Like I want I want to find a partner that will grow with me and will raise kids with me. I don't want mm-hmm. you know I don't want to settle for somebody that is just oh because you know if I'm not if I don't have kids right now I'm not gonna be happy or I don't feed into my culture's definition of when you should have a baby. Right. So. Yes, it took, I'm, I'm very grateful because I had, again, I had a lot of support and, and my dad, oh, my dad will make me cry all the time because he'll be like, just do it. Just do the IVF, do the whole thing. He's like moving with us will help you. But then it will be my parents raising my baby right. instead of me and, 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 you know, a partner. So. Right. I told my dad that I was very grateful that he, he, offer that but I, I wanted to do like I I want to find somebody to right because you still have belief and I think that also just shows yeah. how much trust and and belief you have in the fact that that is going to happen for you oh yes no I know and and I'm I know almost that I will probably get pregnant by myself without even using my ex I know of course right <laughs> like this was <laughs> this is, was literally just like a men like a lesson that I had your to backup through. plan yeah and my yeah. backup plan, yes. This is, yeah. you know, something to and be sometimes it's pressured than right. anybody. And sometimes it's like paying for our own belief system. Like, I, you know, it's like I have to be able to do this because, like, this is where my mind is. Like, this is what my, um, this is what's going to give me um, peace of mind and help me date in a different way. Um, yes. And, you know, just feel. So um, would you recommend this to to somebody in your same boat, like somebody who's in their, you know, mid thirties and wants to have a family one day, but like right now has not found that person that they're ready to have a family with. Like, would you recommend this process? Definitely. I would. I know it's at least, I know it's not the easiest thing that, you know, you need to take time off that you probably will have to pay, you know, out of pocket, but I feel lighter and I feel like I have options that have the possibility if michelle at 40 wants to have a baby she probably can do it and i know right. michelle 40 will be grateful to michelle 34 35 for going through this right oh that gives me goosebumps right like kind of you know um and i think you know you have to there's a few things you'd have to get over like you have to get over your pride you know, for oh, the yeah. shame of, of, you know, thinking like, I, you know, because you could have gotten stuck in the idea of like, I can't believe this is my, op- these are my options and like staying in that sadness. And even if you, that sadness shows up every once in a while, like you didn't stay in it, you still were able to like take action, get past that, do what you needed to do. Um, what do you think kept your head in the right place? Like, were you thinking about um, your future family? Were you think like, what kind of kept you clear and on track? Well, I was very lucky to have my health coach go through this uh, with me and she will call me and she will keep me in check because sometimes I was like so sad. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in New York. And, you know, my last cycle was when it was cold. So I'm like, I can't believe I'm here and I'm freezing. And, you know, I'm like (laughs) crying every day and I'm sad. And then she's like, okay, like, but why are you doing this? And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this because I want the option. Like I want the possibility. And we just, I just kept going back to that, to that, okay. 
point where, you know, I just want to have the option. And it, it, it means a lot to me to, because I felt when, when I went through the doctor the first time that they told me I had the condition that they, that it was taken away from me, that I wasn't going to be able to have uh, kids. And that, right. and that was very hurtful and it was very scary. And, and I went to a very dark place for like a, a few weeks. And after that, I realized, no, I'm like, I'm going to give myself the option. And again, I had so much support for, you know, all my sisters and, and my friends in New York. Because they, they're like five of my friends that have done it. And they would take me out to lunch and they'll be like, how are you feeling? Don't worry. I felt that way too. So, you know, it was, it was that comforting. Helped. That helped. I wonder, um, so I, I would imagine one of your big recommendations is making sure that you have some sort of support. You know, ideally yes. you have some friends who went through it, but a lot of us who aren't places that if that's not common, that's not going to be the case, but maybe there's like support groups. And definitely it sounds like having that health coach, which I know again was an, an additional cost or whatever, but having that, um, that person, um, it could be like a therapist or whatever, but somebody who's going to like yes. coach you through that was also a big part of your success. Yes. And also I, I meditated a lot in, you're not supposed to do a lot of exercise during the uh, when you're doing right. the the treatment, but I did walk a lot. Like I will get on the treadmill and I will just walk, and that helped me. I will keep myself busy with uh, you know doing work, and you know sometimes I will take like between appointments if I didn't have to be there in, in more than you know. I will take like a little trip to see family, and that kept me positive right because it's really like a game of your head you know I would imagine it's like a lot of yes like it's really hard to keep your head in the right place Mm -hmm. okay anything else that um you feel like is a do or a don't in this process like anything that you feel you really need or that like you really want to stay away from anything that comes to mind anything that helped you or you saw didn't help you well I I think finding a doctor that you feel comfortable with and an office that you feel comfortable with is very important. Like in New York, what I liked is that they were quick. Like I would get there and within 20 minutes, somebody already was taking out blood and I was getting my sonogram and all the nurses were very nice. The doctor was amazing. He was a sweetheart. Like he knew me by name. He was so nice. And you want to share his name? Like he knew my name. Every time that he saw me like getting blood work or something, he'll be like, Michelle. And, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share yeah, his was, name with the, oh, on the show? Like, is, is that, uh, let me, let me, um, I'll put it in the show notes. You can always tell me later and I'll, I'll add it. Like, yeah, the, because he's the episode. Me. So, so his okay. name is, a, a, you know, it's hard to, uh, yeah, pronounce. sorry. Or, or sorry. For me. Uh, but he was amazing and asked questions. What are you doing? Because even though you do research, everyone is different. So you okay. might be reacting to a medicine or to the hormone different than other people. You'll be getting, maybe you're getting a low dosage instead of a high dosage. So every time I went in, I asked, 
you know, how many eggs are there? How, you know, what's the, the right size? Are they the, in the right size? And, you know, should I be taking more or less? And so right. uh, that's helpful. Being involved. To go to a doctor, and, yes. And to go mm-hmm. to a doctor that you feel comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, every time you go in, they do a vaginal sonogram. And then that doctor is going to be in there to do the the egg retrieval. It's like you're giving birth. You're literally there with, like, your legs open. And, right. You know, so you yeah. need to feel comfortable. And, and and you found that doctor through your friends? Yes. Okay. Because all my friends did it through him. Okay. Okay. So it was nice because he knew me and all my friends. He will ask me about right. my friends every time he saw me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a do. Get a doctor that you feel comfortable with, you know, somebody that you feel comfortable asking questions, that somebody's going to be in there you know, doing the retrieval and other things that I'll, you gain weight during the hormone treatment, whether you want or not. Okay. So, uh, and for me, the weight is a big thing because, you know, I'm taking juicy. I didn't want to get bigger than I am. Uh, so keeping a healthy diet, even though, you know, you're pregnant and full of hormones and you want chocolate every day. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's, important and I I meditated a lot and I had I created this connection to my body where I will like be grateful and right. you know I'll be like supportive I'm like you can do this you can create healthy plump yes do it I, uh, I think that's that's very important as far as I don't I don't uh, I don't know if any don't yeah anything that didn't go well you seemed like you were pretty prepared and um yes. all of that and you you were set up with the right support system maybe a yes. don't is like you know kind don't of do like it I think you your were, bc season at work right and i think you That's were also careful that like when you were dating like it wasn't like you were going around sharing it with every like you were sharing it with people that you knew who are going to um you know, be okay. Like you were not, not everybody knew you were going through the process. Like you were sharing. Yes, no, yes. I didn't share with everyone. And, right. And sometimes we, uh, yeah, because you don't want everybody's opinion. Because. Exactly. Because sometimes these guys, since they don't know, they will say something they so off that you'll be like, ah, oh. yeah. And yeah. I had to like block a few people because they just, I'm like, I shouldn't have said anything. Right. You, Yes, so like I definitely didn't share with everyone that was doing the egg freezing. Uh, I did, I you know, I told my family, my very close friends, and you know, somebody. If I was talking to somebody that that you know, I liked and and it sounded that they would be able to handle this, I would. I I told them, and I was lucky. There right. was one guy that literally sent me K-pops and flowers to New York. No, to support me, like I thought that was really sweet. Right, so it's very sweet. It's really nice. So, and the thing is that also when you're pumping yourself up with the hormones, you want to like hook up. You want to have sex with everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're so horny. I was supposed to say that. But so horny. It was just amazing. Of course. Since since I was in New York, I that that maybe that that's a positive thing that it went away because. I didn't want to hook up with anybody in New York because I don't live there. Right. Uh, so uh, I didn't have sex during during the 
during the treatment. But if I would have been here in Miami, that would have been harder. Because I think you're pumped with hormones and you're like, who am I that I want to like, and you might somebody. fall in love, like you might think you like somebody more than you do, only because you're like pumped up with hormones. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that that definitely happens. I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh my god, this guy's amazing, and it's like, no, it's just you have all these hormones in you that that your body's like, hey, hook up, like have sex, make yeah. life, because that's what you're trying to tell it to do. So of course, it's like animal instinct. That's funny. definitely. That's hard. Oh yes, I I had I really. Yes, there were some good vibrators, like, like, you know, some good ways of releasing your desire, (laughs) all of that. That's hard. I completely forgot about that, yes. Mm. (laughs) The dreams, the dreams. I'm like, oh, Oh, my God, I will will wake up like hot and bothered. I'm like, what happened (laughs) Of course. I know. You have those during pregnancy, too. I I was like... I was sleeping with every ex-boyfriend and every, you know, person on TV when I was pregnant in my head, in my dreams. Yes. It was great. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Well, on that note, um, thank you so much for sharing um, this process. I really do feel you're going to help a lot of people who don't have anyone to talk to about this. So um, we take for granted that, like, perhaps in our circles, we, we have people that we know that have gone through this process, but not everybody has that. So I really appreciate you sharing that so that we can um, help other women who are maybe considering this process and to support them. So thank you. Yes. No, thank you. Is this Again, this is my first podcast and this is, you were such a huge supporter. I feel like you guys were like my, my cheerleaders. Like every time I saw yeah. you guys, you were like, yes, you can do it, Michelle. All the uh, eggs. <laughs> Hashtag all the eggs. Yes, oh, I know. I really, um, yeah, we all felt like we were there with you. I mean, not, you know, obviously you were going through a hard time, but it was, it was uh, an honor, honestly, to go through the process. And it was, I think it was such a beautiful part of the sister circle that we were in was about the feminine. So it was like so interesting. We had everything. Like I had just had a baby. Like you um, were going through that process. Like I feel like so many people, we had somebody like going through, um, not divorce, but like, uh, you know, custody stuff. Like I think that we had all yeah. the things in order to mm-hmm. make like a full circle of like what it is to be a woman. So I think yeah. it was just an honor. It was an honor to have you. So, all right, my friend, thank you so much. Um, if anybody has questions about Michelle's journey, feel free to reach out to me and I will um, filter any of the questions to Michelle. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com.